The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited to be here with you today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Now, can you even imagine living a life of peace every day? Well, I'm here to tell you that, yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, you can do it. Listen, we, we can do it together. You don't need perfection to cultivate a life of peace. You need process and perspective. And that's what we do here on the Everyday Peace Show. We bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you to develop and create your everyday peace. And today's guest, the Breath Master, is going to help us do just that. The Breath Master is a practitioner. Um, he's an herbalist, a certified comedic yoga instructor, certified holistic health consultant, creator of the Breath Master Technique, creator of internal fitness series, the H-E-A-R-T, touch therapy, reflex, reflexologist, and a lecturer. And I want to read you his paradigm of holistic health and wellness. I just love this. My greatest desire, says the breath master, is to share with others the knowledge of natural living, creating an awareness of the mind, body, and spirit, and what it takes to maintain them in good health. My journey has taught me that life is much easier and more rewarding when that when that awareness is built from a holistic perspective. I am so excited to welcome you to the, to the show today, Breathmaster. How are you? I am wonderful, and thank you for that introduction, and uh, thank you for all that you do, and welcoming welcoming me onto this platform so that uh, we can help all of your audience live a life of peace. Yes, you know I have been excited about having you on the show. And I knew that it was going to have to be a reality. Just a little background history for the listeners is that I actually was at an event where you uh, were presenting and I was there with my 16 year old son and you taught the audience a breathing technique that was so soothing. So I want to say it was soothing and energetic at the same time because we had been like in a lot of traffic getting there. And, but when we did the, the breathing technique, I was, it was a total body experience for me, the mom. But I want to say this, whenever something moves a 16 year old boy to the point where he's talking about it, and it had to be over a month or two ago that we attended that event, but he still knows, he still does the breathing technique. And he was amazed at the, uh, the sound and the audience being in unison and that whole energy that was created. I knew that that event that I had to bring you 
to the listening audience here because I am a believer that the body is designed to heal itself. We just don't know the pathway all the the time. And I am a pharmacist. I've been a pharmacist for 29 years. I'm a few months shy of 30 years. And I have a huge appreciation for what healthcare can and has done. But I do know that we are not living, uh, and to coin a phrase, our best life if we are Mm -hmm. not joint participators in our great health. And I want to thank you for bringing that to the forefront with breathing, nonetheless, breathing. Yes. Um, Believe it or not, from my perspective, everyone has a superpower. I mean, we're watching all of these movies and videos, and we have all of these fantastic characters that are doing all of these phenomenal things. And, you know, we're like, wow, all the time, wow, I wish I could do this, I wish I could do that. Well, everyone has a superpower. And that superpower is the breath. Because when you tap into the potential of the breath, you tap in, into your greatest potential. You know, um, the good book says, you know, God be the breath of life into man, he became a living soul. So from that perspective, if God breathed the life of in, into you and just breathing, you are taking in life force, that God-given life force with every breath, that's very powerful. That sustains every aspect of your being. And it helps you to cultivate and maintain your, your being and to be healthy, you know, consistently, prolifically all the time. And it's just that simple. Getting more oxygen in your body will stave off practically every disease, every issue that you have. Um, you know, we hear that cancer can't survive in an oxygen-rich environment. There are people who are placed in hyperbaric chambers to force oxygen into their cells. Well, Simply by changing the way you breathe, getting more oxygen in your body, you minimize the potential for cancer and every other type of malady that happens to the human body. Yeah, and I want to just say this for those um, listeners, too. If you ever, if you're anything like me, and I caught this in myself years and years ago, I've been on this journey for peace since I was 17 years old and been studying peace and was a young pharmacist and thrust into a wonderful, wonderful, challenging um, career changing, took my career down some wonderful paths, but I was new and I wasn't quite ready for this wonderful journey, but in inexperience. And so I was stressed a lot trying to keep up with people who had been in the industry 30 some years. And I hear I was, had been a pharmacist two or three years and I was stressed all of the time. And one thing I caught myself one day in the car driving to a meeting and I realized that I was holding my breath holding my breath. And I caught myself, I corrected myself in that point. But I bring this up to say that I have talked to many people. And that was, I mean, you guys, I've been a pharmacist two, three years at the time. I've been a pharmacist now 29 years is how long ago it was. But I caught myself holding my breath and I started monitoring that myself. And I realized that there were certain things that I did when I was really stressed out. One of them was holding my breath. Now that puts you in the most weakest vulnerable position, right? I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm withholding the flow of oxygen, right? So it was, mm-hmm. um, and I talked to people and, and I tell them, I said, pay attention to what you do when you're stressed. Are you a clincher? Do you, you know, do you hold your breath? People do that. This is a time in our, at, at this point when we're under stress, we need to be oxygenated the most, right? Yes. Yes. And 
when you're holding your breath, when you're tense, basically you, you're, you're experiencing a fight or flight response. Yeah. And the sad, sad part about the fight or flight response is that most people, because they're shallow breathing, they're sustaining that state of being. Um, the way the lungs are designed, when you uh, inhale deeply and the diaphragm moves down into the abdominal region, that's such a broad expanse at the base of the lungs. So when you are just taking in small bits of air, you're not even tapping into one half of the potential of the lungs that moves down into that area and massages the organs to help you to relax, the lower part of the lungs being the relaxation meditation portion. So we know that in order to meditate, we have to do deep breathing. So the opposite of that is when you're doing shallow breathing, you're in fight-or-flight mode. And, and that has a specific uh, biological uh, need because, you know, you, have, you don't have time to slow down and take a full breath when you're trying to get out of the way of an oncoming vehicle or animal or whatever that may be coming your way that you have to move or you have to defend yourself in order to be able to sustain your life. So you need that adrenaline. You need all of that, that hyper energy. But that is typically a short space of time that you need that. Then after that, you go and you relax and you recover. You regroup, as they say. So when you're shallow breathing all of the time, you're basically staying stressed all of the time. So just changing the breathing to a fuller, deeper breath automatically circumvents that and allows you to relax and to basically compose yourself. Now, you're talking about back when you were um, in your third year of uh, your practice and in, in, in your, your career, and you you looking at the competition and all this stuff, and you're getting you know anxiety and stress, and you're going to meetings, and you, you catch yourself holding your breath, Simply by change, by doing what I what I've determined to be the breath master technique, you allow yourself to calm down, to regroup, to focus, and to to be better prepared for whatever life throws at you. Especially if you're going into a meeting, you know you you, you do your breath work, you calm down, you compose yourself, and then you go in, you have your meeting and whatever. And then if you, there's any tension coming out of that, you you do your breath work again in order to you know, sustain that state of calm so that you're not having those spikes of stress and, you know, having those uh, hormones that, you know, exacerbate uh, various disease issues or conditions that we may have when we're in that state for an extended period of time. Yeah, and I love what you talked about, that the shallow breathing keeps us in a, in a state of stress, flight or fright. And and this is, you know, when they say, you know, back in the caveman days, you're running, you know, from a lion and the lion has since dropped off mile, you know, 100 miles back and you're still running at full throttle. And that's sort of what we're doing when we're doing this shallow breathing. We have this increased anxious state, perpetual anxiety, mm-hmm. right, if mm-hmm. you will. And a corrective is to just breathe. Another experience I had early on in my career, I did some work with a general practitioner and it was on a a study that he was doing, but he used to have, take the blood pressure of the patients time they came into the office. And I think a lot of people know, have done, have read of similar studies of this. 
But when the people would come into the office right away, the patients would come in and their blood pressure would be elevated. So then they sit for a little while and then the blood pressure is goes down. But then he would have them, you know, take a few deep breaths and just sit a few deep breaths and just sit and the blood pressure goes down even further. Right. So I am wholeheartedly supporting it. And I know for a fact that what you're saying is that when you when you don't practice this deep breathing, you are inviting disease. But when you do practice it, you are allowing the body to be in a position where it does what it is designed to do, which is to heal itself, to keep itself in homeostasis, a state of balance. That's what the body is designed to do. We can prevent it because we live. We have so many distractions. Right. We have, you know, uh, this false sense of competition that exists, but even the cars, I was walk, driving home from work and it was a car behind me the whole way, perpetually honking, right? So it puts your body in this tense state. And if you're not conscious, mm-hmm. if you're not aware to go to your breath, to regulate, mm-hmm. you can find yourself in a state where, oh my gosh, here I am, you know, here you maybe needing something to take some type of nerve medication or this and that nature when really the breath and knowing and knowing these things about how to breathe and how to re-engineer the state of balance for yourself is the solution for a lot of people. Yes, it is. Um, yes. There's nothing, so, absolutely nothing that you can do that is not impacted by the way you breathe. Yeah. It's, 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 it's life. It's, it literally is life. Yes. You know, um, Thinking, the way you think is influenced by the way you breathe. Eating, yeah. your eating habits are influenced by the way you breathe. You know, um, how you exercise, you know, your stamina. You know, you mentioned your, your 16-year-old son. I, li- I like um, the idea and the, the awareness that comes into place when I'm working with young people because it's such an eye-opener for them, especially young athletes you know, who are running and what have you, and they're trying to catch their breath, they're trying to keep up with the competition and what have you. And then when I teach them a breathing technique, that simple breathing technique, that breath master technique, it shifts the trajectory of, you know, everything having to do with their physical performance and potentially their career if they become their career athletes. Um, so it's, it's almost magical because it's such a simple and dynamic tool that, you know, we don't even think of as a tool. You know, everybody's just breathing and just doing whatever they do and not realizing the superpower that they have simply when they just take a moment and take a full and deep breath and then be consistent with it and how it changes who they are and how they interact with the rest of the world. Amazing. I got to ask you, we jumped right in because this is a, a very exciting topic. And whenever we can teach people a point of wellness that they can do on their own, not only for themselves, but for their family members, it is indeed a, a moment that you want to rush into. But I do want to back up a minute and just talk a little bit about you, the breathmaster. you know, how you got involved in this work. Like, you know, where were you when you discovered that this this is it. This is going to be one of the things I'm going to, because you, you got a full menu, a, a wonderful resume of the things that you do. How did you decide to add the breathing techniques for healing to your, to your resume? Um, well, um, wow. A lot of long stories, but I want to make it as brief as possible. I uh, got interested in, in health and well-being while witnessing my mother succumb to cancer, and that was a horrendous event. It was like 30 years ago, 
and uh, I, the helplessness that I felt was just overwhelming. And, you know, I'm a guy. You know, we don't do helplessness very well. You know, um, and then on top of that, you know, my last name is Motley. I got, you know, when I'm talk, talking to my children, I'm like, hey, your last name is Motley. So, you know, so so there's some integrity with my name energetically that I respond to and that I convey and that keeps me in the space of not feeling helpless and not, you know, gravitating toward that. So being in that space, I ask God, creator, whatever you want to call it, you know, for some answers. And how can I avoid this happening to me? How can I avoid it happening to anybody that I know and come across? And what can I do? And then uh, I yielded to what came my way. And uh, life uh, has a way of redesigning itself when you open yourself up to, you know, to greatness, if you will. Um, so in analyzing the human body, I learned that, you know, um, it's a very simple machine, but it has a lot of nuances in each aspect of it. It's very simple in it on its own. But when you put all those simplicities together, you get complexity. So what I, what I discerned was that the body has three primary pillars that sustains it, oxygen, nutrition, and exercise, in that order. Because those are the, when you look at what you can live without, the longest, you know, exercise and movement, you can live without that for a long period of time. Uh, food, you can't li live without that for, for so long unless you become a breatharian, which, you know, that's not me at this point. And then oxygen, moments. So in order of importance, you need more oxygen, you need food and nutrition, and then you need exercise and movement. So with that, I put things in the proper perspective, in the proper order. When you come out of the womb, the first thing that they want to see is to make sure that you're alive is that you're breathing and you sustain that breath. So that basically was an indelible imprint into the importance of, of breathing. I took a couple of courses um, from uh, some traditional Chinese uh, medicine uh, as far as uh, he, um, six healing sounds which is a breathing techniques that also have some vibratory response. And then I took some, uh, I became a holistic health consultant. I did, I did my yoga certification. And all of it came back to the breath. And when I was working, doing my yoga practice, you know, uh, the comedic yoga practice really adheres to breath to movement. All yoga does that, but quite often you get a lot of practitioners that are into the movement and, and moving and the flow and they don't really key in on the breath to the significance that they should. And so with that, I was taught the cleansing breath. And then I, I was studying with a Taoist practitioner who shared tongue placement as, you know, uh, a way of connecting energetically internally and, and creating circuits in the body. Um, so he told us that we, did, we should keep our tongues to the roof of our mouth whenever we're not eating, drinking, sleeping, or talking. Okay, so in doing that and then also doing my yoga practice with the cleansing breath, which you open your mouth wide and you exhale with a, like you're fogging a mirror, I wound up going back and forth, back and forth, and then I realized that the inhalation with the tongue placement actually increases, uh, the tongue placement actually increased inhalation, and the cleansing breath was focused on the exhalation. So in my practice, it just they just naturally wed themselves together. And what I realized was that this technique, these two techniques put together, creating the one, actually allows you to master the breathing process and everything that comes with it. Because, you know, as I discerned it, when you master the breath, you basically, basically set yourself up to master life. So I said, master the breath, 
master life. And from that, the breath, te- breath master technique was born, and I've been on this trajectory of, you know, health and wellness and helping people to heal and, and move from trauma and ill states of being. And this is my calling. This is it. This is me. This is the rest of my life. This is forever. Oh, and it's and it's so, I got to thank you for, do- for dedicating your life to this practice because, it is such a needed practice. I, I don't. I can't think of anybody who would not benefit from understanding proper breathing. So I got a couple of questions because I too have heard and read people um, say that having the tongue placement at the roof of your mouth, right behind the front teeth, is that how you, we're talking about? Like right up there, that's where the tongue should rest. It can rest anywhere on, on, on the top palate, the tip of the tongue, preferably. Um, so it, it can be behind the teeth, it can be at the, at the very roof, or it can be curled back, um, you know, as far as it's comfortable. Any place where it's touching the top of, of the roof of the mouth is fine. I tell people, that whatever you're doing, just be gentle and re- with yourself and, and be as relaxed when you're doing it so you don't have to try to force anything. You just allow the body to do what it does naturally. Oh, I love that you say that too, because I have discovered, you know, a type A, uh, I guess we all have a type A part of us, but even with wellness, sometimes when, when people are going into wellness, this, I want to get it. I want to get it now. I want to do it better now. And the gentleness Mm -hmm. is so very important because the process, the journey is what matters most in our experiences Mm -hmm. is the journey and how well we do the journey in gentleness and love towards ourselves first. So it's not this, Oh, I got to learn how to do it right now, but it's more so easing into the process, entering Mm -hmm. in it with love, um, staying in there with forgiveness, no shame, no condemnation, no blame. Mm -hmm. When you recognize, I remember, um, reading this in a book, maybe it was Eckhart Tolle, I can't remember when, but as soon as you recognize that you're, that you're, and let's just use it, resting the tongue at the roof of the mouth. As soon as you recognize that it's not there, now you're in this place of consciousness. You're in the now. So you don't argue with yourself. You don't put yourself down about not being in the now 10 minutes ago or five minutes ago. You just respond accordingly. You place your tongue in the most beneficial spot. And, which is, as they say, at the roof of the mouth. Now, I don't, I've never heard, like, what is the connection? Do you have any information to share? Like, what is the connection? Why is it better to have your tongue at the roof of the mouth as opposed to just resting at the bottom of, you know? Oh, that 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 can be encyclopedic as far as explanation. There's so much rich information in that regard. But what I'm going to say is that basically you create a circuit internally that basically connects the... Um, the two nervous systems, the enteric nervous systems or the gut, and then the central nervous system or the brain, that, that gut-brain connection that allows for the synergy within the body that keeps us healthy and keeps us um, just at a, at, a, at, a state, at a place of peace internally. Um, and, but from a physical standpoint, what happens is when you, when you curl the tongue, when you look at the physical anatomical aspect of the tongue itself, the, the, the base or the, the root of the tongue sits at the top of the trachea. And so when you curl the tongue, it basically forces the front part of the trachea downward and open wider. So you actually open up the, air, the passageway for more oxygen to get into the body so as to, to allow for the fullness of the breath. And that's what you want. You want a gentle fullness to happen 
internally because what happens is with the diaphragm is the diaphragm presses down on the organs internally. And I just got to give this quick bit of information. All of your organs house the energy for all of your given emotions. So when you are doing a full, as they call it, diaphragmatic breath, which the breath master technique is that, you're basically massaging the internal organs. And then when you complete that breath with the exhalation with a and you extend that exhalation, you actually engage the abdominal muscles as part of the breathing apparatus. So your your breathing apparatus has a, a, a sequence of pumping that's going on. It has the um, expansion of the rib cage. It has the diaphragm going down. And then on the exhalation, it has the contraction of the rib cage and the diaphragm coming up, creating a vacuum, and then the abdominal muscles pressing on the organs front to back. So you get a dynamic 360 degrees massage of the internal organs. And we know how great a massage is. So you're actually doing, um, from a metaphysical standpoint, an emotional massage as you're doing this breathing technique. Oh, I love that. An emotional massage. And guess what? It's free because we also know those of us who love massages that they can be costly. Now, while you were just talking and I and I'm encouraging our listeners too, because while you were just talking, I took the opportunity to gently put my tongue at the roof of my uh, mouth and curl it backwards. And I want to tell you what I experienced automatically without trying. I felt my diaphragm and the inhale expand more. And then when I was exhaling, it contracted more fully. And it was a wave right then. I was just like, whew, I had a busy day rushing around. And it brought me centered. And if that is the way that we are meant to exist, like you said, if we're not eating or talking, that tongue should be rested there to the roof of our mouth. And I actually had it rested behind the, uh, my teeth, my front teeth, until you talked more about how curling it backwards. When I curled it backwards at the top of my mouth, it actually was more relaxing. So I really mm-hmm. encourage um, our listeners right now, if, you know, if you're not eating or talking to do that simple technique and uh, see how comfortable it was. It was very, very comfortable. So, and I don't think that's something that most people know that we can have these little bits, uh, respites in our day. And that really mm-hmm. add to having a quality life because so often people, and, I, and I'm sure you meet them in your day too, in my practice and going around and speaking places, I meet people who are under tremendous stress, whether it's in their home life or in their careers or going through things with their health. And they really need ways that they can de-stress in the middle of what's going on. That simple technique of putting your tongue at the roof of your mouth, I absolutely love that. And I just was doing it. So I encourage everybody to really try that. Also, one of, you mentioned that um, about the deep breathing. And this is a question, although I think I may have an answer because I just did that technique. But should we on a regular basis, let's, let's just say we're you know, carpooling or going to the grocery store or working in our office, be practicing deep breathing? Yes. Uh, now, as I, as I, when I'm teaching folks, I, I, I tell everybody the operative word is practice, practice, practice. The more consistent you are in your practice, the quicker you're going to move towards the, the desired result and the better the outcome and the better the quality of life you're going to have when you're talking about, you know, uh, the breath. So to make it really simple, 
when you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, before you have something to eat, before you head into a stressful situation, when you come out of a stressful situation, and quite often in the middle of a stressful situation, you know, you need to regroup and, and uh, basically just exhaust those uh, that adrenaline, those endorphins, and bring and, and activate that serotonin so that you can basically just be calm in the moment. Quite often, right. we're we, going uh, to talk uh, about we're going to talk about being calm in the moment. We're going to come right back after this commercial break and talk about how to be calm in the moment using your breath. Back in just a few. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. We're here with the Breath Master, and we went before our break. We're talking about using um, breathing techniques to deal with stress, to calm ourselves down, whether you're heading into a busy meeting or, you know, or conflict situation before you get in there, while you're in there, when you come out, how to decompress and how to use the breath to do that. And so Breathmaster, I'm going to let you, if you don't mind, give us a, an example or a technique that you could share with our listeners of, you know, a simple breathing technique that they could employ. Like right now, you could, you, there are listeners here who are on their way working the evening shift or want to decompress on your way home before you get out of your car and before you take anything from the job into the home. You need a, a good transition you can use your breath to do that, to bring you back into balance. Do you have anything that you could share with us that a listener could learn easily? Yes, and basically um, we've already gone over the outline of the breath master technique. So since we've talked about it already, I'm going to give just a little bit of info, and then we're going to go right into it. Okay, the breath master technique combines two separate techniques, tongue placement, placing the tongue to the roof of the mouth in a gentle position, Wherever it, wherever it lands, curling the tongue so that you open the trachea and, and then inhaling through the nostril with the mouth closed, nice and slow and gentle so the lungs fill up, not to the point of bursting, but just, you know, full expanse. And, and be mindful that the abdomen should expand outward before the, uh, the uh, chest expands. If you find that you're lifting your shoulders and lifting your chest at the beginning of the breath, that's shallow breathing. So you want to relax the shoulders, relax the neck, and allow the abdomen to expand as you take this full breath into your nostrils. Once your lungs are full, you know, your abdomen is extended and the chest has begun to expand, your lungs are full, you want to open your mouth, drop your jaw, jaw slightly unhinges, and basically your mouth is going to form a full oval. And when you exhale, you're going to make a sound, so it's a H-A. So it's the same as if you were uh, fogging a mirror or a glass to put a little happy face or, or the heart in there for, you know, a loved one, um, you know, so that, that, that the, the heat and the moisture is gently projected from the body. You're not trying to blow out a candle across the room. You just want the, the breath to gently waft from, the, from your body, from out of your mouth, to the point where it can be as gentle as when you exhale, you can feel the heat 
on your hand, if your hand is like two or three inches away from the body, but not if it's like six or eight inches away from the body. And once you exhale fully, and remember it's nice and gentle, and people want to know how can you exhale, you know, when they hear me breathing, like, how can you do that so long? So what I want to say is this. You're taking in small, a small amount of air incrementally, and that is what extends the inhalation. You're exhaling a small amount of air incrementally, and that is what extends the exhalation. And when you mm. extend the exhalation, that's going to give more room for more oxygen and more space in the lungs. So the longer you extend the exhalation, the longer you, and, and more gently you can extend the inhalation and get more oxygen in and allow the organs to really settle. So here we go. Just follow me. Don't think. It's not a thinking exercise. A lot of people want to make sure they get it right. And I say, if you're not doing it, you're doing it wrong. If you're doing it, you're doing it right because it takes practice in order to acclimate to the practice. So here we go. Place the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Curl it back gently. Mouth is closed. Inhale through the nostrils gently and allow the abdomen to expand. And over time, you may hear a sound like. Once your lungs are full, release your tongue, drop your jaw, open your mouth. Jaw and the mouth is forming a full oval, and you exhale with a. I hope our audience is doing it. I just did it. I didn't want to make a sound to interrupt your sound, but it is clearing, calming, and energetic, and energizing all at the same time. It is such mm-hmm. an amazing feeling. And this is oxygen. This is, we are moving energy. Everything's energy, right? So oxygen has got to be energy too. We are mo- we're mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. moving energy. We are creating aiding a movement of energy in our body that get this in and the breath master told us this at the very beginning this movement of, of oxygen throughout the body has the ability to decrease disease in the body and we know that a lot of diseases are caused by acidic states inside the body so we are moving literally moving oxygen throughout the body oxygenating the brain oxygenating the cells doing all of this decreasing uh insomnia evening i, I mean there are breathing techniques for insomnia though and mm-hmm. you know insomnia is one of the number one complaints that we get in healthcare from people it's usually a sign of a lot of other things and you talked mm-hmm. um also about and i want to say this i don't want to miss this that tongue placement i'm so glad that you you said that we could write an ex- encyclopedia about what it does but i'm so glad that you were led by your spirit and said that the gut brain connection because i want to tell you that autoimmune diseases which it usually has to do with some gut disorders and imbalance there um are on the rise in our country they're on the rise for a number of reasons i typically believe that americans we are overstressed we are overworked uh, we are over commercialized Wherever you know, just people are just on 110% of the time and they're not getting downtime. And this gut brain connection is so very important. You hear more and more. I know I read an article at least once a week that talks about leaky gut and all of these things. And 
there are more nerve endings in the gut than there are anywhere else. Who knew that, right? We don't hear about that a lot of times. That a lot of people say, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? It just doesn't feel good in my gut. I don't. I can't tell you why I don't want to get involved in this, that, or the third. But in my gut, I have a bad feeling in my gut. There is something mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Now, when right? you talk about the gut, yes. When you talk about the gut and you talk about what's known as the vagus nerve, you mentioned there are so many nerves in the gut. Now, the vagus nerve basically helps you to control appetite. So if you have someone that has a particular craving and, you know, they can't break that that cycle, if you will, simply doing this breathing technique will help them begin to control that. Whenever you feel the urge or the need and, you know, you're feeling driven, you know, the adrenaline kicks in, you know, the excitement and all of these things that, that drives you in the moment, you do the breathing technique, the breath master technique, and it circumvents that whole process and allows you to regroup and, and contain yourself and, you know, get back on point with managing your body in a more more uh, divine way. And let me say also, the reason why it's a superpower is because, you know, as, as Dr. Drayvon alluded to, oxygen is basically a catalyst for everything. It, 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 you, you need oxygen to burn fire. You need oxygen for life. You know, you need oxygen, you know, in, in, in the laboratory to bind with other things in order to create other chemicals. You know, you wouldn't have water if there was no oxygen. Can, I mean, think about that. We, we know how phenomenal water is and how we can't live without water, but water can't exist without oxygen. Right, right. That's, and, and so the breath is a superpower. And mm-hmm. also, when you hear the sound of the breath, it, it creates a meditation. In our mother's womb, the first two sounds we hear is the sound of our mother's breath and the sound of the heartbeat. So when you combine those two sounds, and when you're doing this breathing technique, your body slows down, you begin to actually feel and hear your heartbeat inside your head and inside your spirit, and it takes you back to the womb space, which is the most divine space that most, if not all of us, have existed in. And that space, there is no trauma, no drama, you know, barring any type of birth uh, traumas, what have you. So going back to that space energetically takes us closer to our divinity and allows us to be able to fully grasp who we are as divine beings and be able to really have a better walk in life and and have that peace on a daily basis. Oh, this is so, what you say, and I'm so glad you brought about the vagus nerve, too, because I, as you guys know, I always shop my topic around it casually. I'm in the grocery store. I'm at the cleaners, dry cleaners. I strike up a conversation. I say, hey, you know, I got this on my show and I had a really interesting conversation with a woman. And she said to me, I'm interested in hearing, you know, if you guys could bring the conversation around about eating, you know, and just diet or their breathing techniques. So I love the fact that this breathing technique that you talked about associated with the vagus nerve and it could suppress certain cravings because that was her question to me. So I hope she's listening today or will catch the replay of this and can get that information. So I know that you also, um, in the act of service, because everything that you do is a service to mankind. How amazing when you can live your life at that level. Um, but you also, in addition to providing services, you have an online certification program that you have that teaches others how to perform the practice either for their own personal use 
or so that they themselves can go out and become a teacher and provider of this wellness technique. Tell us a little about that. Yes, and thank you for um, giving me this opportunity to do so. Um, and, and, and this is really, uh, I like the way you put it, my service to mankind. Simply put, when you learn how to master the breath, you learn how to master life. And when you share that, you're basically sharing mastery of life with potentially the masses. So everyone should have the opportunity to shift in their spirit and their well-being into a better space, into uh, what I call their divinity. And learning how to do that is is really simple. And um, so my certification um, is three levels. There's level one, which is, you know, for self-edification and and just well-being in general. I teach you several techniques that uh, allow for that to happen and you to better manage your life flow. Then level two, and each of these first two levels are 30 days, uh, you know, 30 days for the first level and then an additional 30 days for level two. Level two, after you've gotten immersed into the practices, I teach you how to share those practices with others. And it's a very simple way of doing that. Basically, what we're talking about when we're sharing this information is sharing an experience. When I when I show up uh, in a... Uh, and I'm, I'm on stage or whatever, if I'm presenting, I tell people, you know, you're now in the presence of the greatest teacher ever known, and, you know, and, and it's not me. So people get to scratching their head. I said, what I'm going to share with you is an experience that you're going to learn from, and what you learn from that experience, nobody can take from you. And mm-hmm. then I, I take them through the experience, and, you know, you become edified and you grow in your knowledge and what have you. And then when you're teaching others, you do the same thing. You share experiences with others that will allow them to learn from their experience in their body because what you feel in your body is what is going to teach you. There's nothing that you experience anyone can take from you. You know, if you get licensed in a certain thing, once that license expires, you know, then you're no longer licensed. But once you learn these breathing techniques, they're with you for life. And so level one, 30 days, breath master level one, Level two, breath master, you're able to teach these similar to um, a yoga teacher teaches classes. Also, it allows you to move into the corporate arena if you're doing stress management, mindfulness. All of these things have breath as a component. And when you master these techniques and and the sharing thereof, you actually are beyond, the uh, I would say, the general traffic because most of them aren't immersing themselves in the breath to the degree that you will be when you when you learn these practices. And then there's a level three where it's kind of a mentoring program where after you've gone through level two, I, I watch you and, and guide you and help to shape and mold your practice and the way you teach and the way you uh, live this practice uh, over a six-month to a year period of time so that I can I can then certify you to certify others because I don't want to be the only person that's actually certifying folks. I want to get expeditiously to having thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people to not only be certified, to, but to be able to certify, because that way we have exponential impact on humanity, because everyone will have the opportunity to really be able to breathe and immerse themselves into their divinity and their greatness. This is 
uh, amazing. I mean, and all this can be done online. They can, this, all three online. certification levels can be mastered online. Yes, online. Oh, um, this is amazing. This is amazing because I'm thinking for, you know, and, and as I was, you know, reading about what you do and what have you, it occurred to me that I feel that something like this, 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 something as simple as breathing, but as complex as breathing, because as we've discovered, a lot of us are not breathing to our best ability to get the best mm-hmm. breath and the best life experience from our breath. But if we could have something like this in the school system, if this could be part of what our young people, and I think about when my kids were in middle school, they went to a small private school and they brought in yoga as part of the curriculum, these little kids, and they were all introduced to yoga. And I was frequently a lunch parent volunteer. And I'll tell you when they brought in that as part of the curriculum, that yoga was a regular part of their curriculum, a regular part of their day. At lunchtime, they were still fun, loving little people. They were energetic, but they, the energy that they went about doing their things on the playground was different. It was more, it was mm-hmm. peaceful. Just, it was just, I can't put my words on it exactly because they were still children, but it was a more gentle, gentle type of space that they were in. Have you ever mm-hmm. thought about doing something like this breath master with the school system? Because I could see a real need for something like that there. Yes, I've actually worked in the, in schools, not the in, in system in entirety, but I'm I'm very open to that. And if you are a teacher and you want you know someone to come in and share, or you would like you know to have me do it online in your classroom, um, you know, uh, feel free to contact me, and I will be giving that information soon. So. Um, one experience that I had uh, was very, very vibrant, where um, a friend of mine, a young lady, she was, she is an art therapy teacher, and she brought me into a classroom, uh, well, actually on a field trip with some uh, elementary school students, the third, third, fourth and fifth graders. So in our conversation, I shared with them that they could change the space of any room that they enter simply by changing the way they breathe, that they didn't have to do anything to anyone else but change the way they breathe, and it'll shift everything into space. And um, they were like, okay, he's talking some crazy stuff. But then uh, she recounted a scenario where she had shared with some of her students, and there's this one little girl who was sitting in a room with everybody else bouncing off the walls, one little boy leading, leading all of the rambunctiousness, and the little girl was sitting, and she was doing the breath master technique, which, as you already heard, is, is audible. And as he was running around, you know, it caught his ear. And he paused. And he said, said to everyone else, shh, she's breathing. And then he went and sat beside her, and he began to mimic her and the sound of the breath. And all, you know, invariably, all the other little students, they went and sat by, you know, sat down, and they started doing the breath work. She had already yeah. told him that when you know I'm coming, you know, start centering yourself, right? And what this, this little girl was doing. And then when she arrived, she arrived to a bunch of little angels sitting, you know, in lotus position and various other positions doing breath work and very receptive to what it is that she had to offer for that day. Now, that is a total different, totally different type of classroom than everyone running around and screaming and what have you. And that's just yeah. one example of the power of the breath. Yeah, what I like what you said there is that you could change the 
energy of a room. And we do, mm-hmm. we all know that, right? I think it was, was it Maya Angelou or someone said many, many years ago that, you know, uh, and it, it actually was her. I read a book that she had written and somewhere in that book, she was talking about, you know, when the mom comes in the house after working, it was an article and it changes the whole mood of the house, how she walks in that house. If she walks in and she's defeated, the mood, it doesn't matter what was going on beforehand. Her, the house sort of settles to a lower vibration because, you know, mom, something's going on. And if she walks in and she's jovial and her smile is on, wherever that vibration was, it, it raises mm-hmm. when she walks in the room. Now, to say that we could do that, and that's just with walking in energy, but we could consciously, consciously go into our places of business, go into, you know, uh, our places of worship or our, visiting the sick and the shut-in, what have you. And by breathing, bring bring and leave the gift of a higher vibration. That's priceless. Mm-hmm. That we could change yes, the energy in here. I mean, that mm-hmm. should be something that we all desire to do when we walk into the hospitals, right? Use yeah. our breath to change the energy in this place, to improve, to enhance. Because this whole thing, everything we're talking about today, we're talking about breathing because it increases our own, it improves our own personal health. But also breathing has the ability to serve by Mm -hmm. improving the energy in a space. Mm -hmm. This is, it, 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 it humbles me to the point almost of just being speechless, what we have to give. When you say that breathing, that the breath is a superpower. It is indeed a superpower. I agree with you 110% because not only are we putting ourselves in a better position to be our best self, but we're also giving, serving, giving the gift of a higher vibration to wherever we are without even speaking mm-hmm. a word. Yep. Um, and, and, and that whole statement of I can change the energy in any room that I in, that I'm in, became a mantra, and they went back and sharing that with their classmates. Um, if I may, I'm going to give um, a bit of insight into how uh, the class, the, uh, the online scenario works and how I teach. Basically, it's like the breath is inhalation, exhalation, and pause in between because you can't do both at the same time. Also, when you're working with the breath, there are three aspects that you're working with. You're working with the fullness or the depth of the breath, you're working with the pacing of the breath, and you're also working with the rhythm as far as various techniques and how you implement them in your, in your movement. Then there are the three body positions that we want to do breath work in. That's lying down, so you do breath work when you're lying in your bed. Then there's seated, so you do breath work while you're seated at a chair. So if you're at your desk and what have you, you need a moment, you take a moment to do your breath work, and then if you're like if you're getting ready for lunch and you don't want to have a big meal, it can it can start the uh, making you you know circumventing that vagus nerve and help you to feel full. Then there's the standing. You know if you're standing, if you're walking, uh, if you're exercising and what have you, you do breath work. You enhance your ability to perform in all of, all three of those body positions. So I teach breath work in all of in in all of those areas of you're basically your day-to-day. And the guiding principle behind breath work is this. You're doing, you're breathing all the time anyway. 
And what you, what we're doing is we're we're exercising the principle of Tai Chi Chi Gong and Yoga, which is the breath tied to movement. So anytime you're doing an expansive movement, the lungs are expanding, you're inhaling. Anytime you're doing a contracting movement, the lungs are contracting, you're exhaling. So you adapt the breath to movement so that you can basically go through your entire day with breathing techniques and not having to separate yourself. That's the beauty of breath work. Since you're breathing all the time, you don't have to set aside time to do breath work. You just do breath work while you're doing what you're doing, while you're living, while you're continuing throughout your day, and you allow it to enhance your flow. I love the fact three positions, lying down, standing up, and sitting. So where, like you said, wherever you are, 24 hours a day, whatever you remember, because it's a practice, mm-hmm you can begin to engage in one of the most beneficial life-affirming activities, breathing. Mm -hmm. And not only for your own benefit, but for the giving of the gift of elevating the energy of wherever you are. I am amazed. We have about three minutes or so left, and I I would be remiss um, if I didn't ask, what you have coming up, how can our listening audience um, work with you? I mean, you've got everything here. If, if not just the breathing, you have the herbal um, product manufacturing, the comedic yoga instructor, uh, health count consultant. How can someone get in touch with you to connect with you to engage in num- any one of these activities? Um, simply online, um, www.breathmasterac.com. They didn't have, Breathmaster wasn't available, so I had to put an A in there. <laughs> Breathmasteraid.com. And um, as far as social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at BreathmasterA. Facebook, BreathmasterA, Aaron Motley. Um, and I'll even give my phone number. I don't think too many people are going to call me. And uh, leave a message because this is a strange number. I may not answer. My number is 240 and I'm developing a number of other um, online certifications as well as curriculums around uh, different aspects of health and well-being. You know, I, I mentioned oxygen, nutrition, and exercise. So that leads into uh, an entirely different um, certification around health and well-being. I call that the family slash community heal thy or healthy wellness leader. Because every family has someone that's kind of odd that everybody shuns, but then they get sick. They call, they call That's the first person they run through after they run through the doctor or before they run through the doctor. So I want to give that person more tools so that they can do their job better. So that's how you Oh, get I me. love that. <laughs> you know, you're so right. You're so right. There is that person, everyone's family, who they know, knows a little bit about, you know, I know when I was growing up, my grandmother and those guys knew stuff about certain teas that you would drink for this and do this. So we all have those people in our lives that did, and they know a little bit about naturopathic health on some level. So it's great. So we're going to end with that. I know our time is just about up. I want to thank you for being part of our community today and welcome you back at any time because you have so much to give and we are in a receiving mode when it comes to good stuff here on the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. So thank you for being part of us. We'll see you all next week on the Everyday Peace Show. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.